Buenos dias from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, 23rd of December, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. In the early morning of the 17th of December, there was again a blackout in almost the whole country. 20 of Venezuela's 22 states had a power cut at 2 a.m. The power was gradually restored, and by midday, all states had electricity again. Although the causes of this event were not detailed, Nicolas Maduro assured it was a terrorist attack, although he did not specify the predator. After a litigation process, the United Kingdom recognized the opposition leader, Juan Guaido, as president of Venezuela. Guaido will be able to dispose of the Venezuelan gold reserves deposited in the Bank of England, valued at more than 1.5 billion euros. The government of Nicolas Maduro made a statement on Monday, the 20th of December, regarding this decision, alleging that this prevents the Venezuelan state's right to dispose of its patrimony. On Friday, 17th of December, the extradition of, of Hugo El Pollo Carvajal was again altered by another asylum request received by the Spanish National Court. On this occasion, Carvajal claimed to have important information about the Podemos party, which is alleged to have received illegal financing from the governments of Hugo Chavez and Nicolás Maduro. At the time being, Carvajal's extradition is on hold. One of the biggest surprises in Venezuela this week was the opening of the first Starbucks in the country. The news made waves in social media due to the fact that the opening of this franchise in Caracas contradicts the discourse of the Maduro government that the United States is imposing a blockade against Venezuela. The Starbucks brand will operate in the country through Yeet, a Venezuelan marketplace, which obtained a license from the company to sell its products. The process of declaration of the hyperinflation in the country continues. This week, the Venezuelan central bank injected more than 50 million U.S. dollars into the foreign exchange market a strategy that has been in place for several weeks and has allowed the value of the dollar with respect to the Bolivar to remain stable. In December, the Venezuelan central bank injected almost $200 million into the country's public and private banks. The president of the Federation of Sugarcane Growers Associations of Venezuela, Jose Ricardo Alvarez, estimates that by 2022, more than 3,000 tons of sugarcane will be produced, which represents an increase of almost 30% over the previous year. This progress is the result of the reactivation of several sugar mills in the country that had been closed for years due to the lack of personnel and machinery. There was a huge ceremony in the Dominican Republic to mark the launch of the new Dominican airline Red Air last Friday, 17th of December. One of its main shareholders is the Alvarez family, who are also owners of the Venezuelan airline, Laser. Currently, the airline only flies between the Dominican Republic and the United States. But in the next few weeks, it is planned to open flights to and from Venezuela. Mexico has decided to tighten its entry. It has imposed a visa requirement on Venezuelans. This news was published on Friday, the 17th of December. The flow of migrants who stay in Mexico or use the country as a route to access the United States has increased enormously in the past few months. So far, it has not been announced 
when this measure will come into force, still, Venezuelans won't need a visa to enter Mexico as tourists. Amnesty International wrote an open letter urging the president of Mexico to reconsider his decision. We see with great concern that this decision of the Mexican government may have serious repercussions in the lives of Venezuelans who seek international protection in other countries in the region, said Erica Guevara Rosas, the director for the Americas in the letter. In other words, Amnesty International is worried about the negative impact this, this situation will have on those Venezuelans who have already left their countries, escaping from authoritarianism and human rights violations committed by the Maduro government. Amnesty International has watched over the human rights of Venezuelan migrants, which is why on Saturday, the 18th of December, the Netherlands delegation of this organization denounced an offense committed by the government of Curacao. On this occasion, the Amnesty International delegation was not allowed to visit and verify the status of Venezuelan migrants who are in Curacao, who are in Curacao's government barracks. This action, according to the delegation, is a clear violation of Venezuela's human rights. The Prime Minister and the Minister of Justice of Curacao not only denied the delegation access to the barracks, but also refused to have a meeting with the delegation to reach an agreement on the migrant situation. On Wednesday, the 15th of December, the Venezuelan Confederation of the Deaf denounced that more than 50% of people with disabilities in the country have had their access to food significantly reduced during 2021. The situation is due to the constant increase in prices added to the fact that these people have fewer job opportunities and more expenses than people with no disabilities. On Tuesday, 21st of December, the Pan-American Health Organization, in partnership with the International Red Cross, donated six refrigerated trucks to Venezuela to transport COVID-19 vaccines. With these trucks, it will be possible to access rural communities while maintaining the cold chain that allows the vaccine to be reliable at the time of injection. Russia has donated a new batch of Sputnik V vaccines to Venezuela, and they arrived in the country on Monday, the 20th of December. One million doses will be used both as booster shots and as first doses during 2022. Recent studies have detected that more than 80% of the population of Delta Amacuro in, in eastern Venezuela suffers from malaria. Since this is a rural population, mostly indigenous people living in isolated areas, access to medicines have been very limited and it is estimated that cases of the disease will increase even more in the upcoming days since there is not enough health personnel to control the situation. The Universidad Central de Venezuela celebrated its 300th anniversary on Thursday, the 16th of December. A commemorative ceremony was held with the participation of the university authorities and a musical performance by the Orfeón Universitario. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't got your holiday gifts yet, recommending this podcast would make an amazing and thoughtful gift or not. But please tell your friends about us. We are very nice people. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at Venezuela at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach Week. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.